The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I'm your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 20-plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. I know that I've been MIA, and I apologize for that. <clears throat> I will explain all of that once we dive deeper into today's into today's episode. Um, but I feel like I need to uh, update you on what I've been doing and what's coming up for me in the near future before I get fully into our topic. Um, I just want to. I'll let you know in full transparency, I'm sitting in a hotel right outside of Washington, D.C. We're right off of a freeway. I'm actually right near the elevator, so you might be hearing some noise, but I finally found a pocket of time to record an episode. It's been so long, and I wanted to make sure that I got it done while I had the time and felt inspired and had the content. So um, please don't mind if you hear noises like beeps (laughs) or like a car zooming, vrooming by. So yeah, um, what's been going on? Since my last episode, life has changed greatly for me, um, but what has remained consistent has been my work. In fact, it has picked up tenfold as the summer has swung into full force. At this point now, the summer is practically over. I can't believe how fast it's gone by. Um, But yeah, I have traveled to New Orleans, Daytona Beach, Philadelphia, Provincetown, home to Downingtown, Pennsylvania, several times Houston, uh, Bellevue in Seattle and Washington, and now I am in D.C. Uh, Some of these trips have been for vacation and others have been for work. Um, It's pretty much been 50-50. But the the most exciting weeks for me so far uh, this summer were when I got to teach at the Rock School in Philadelphia, and right now I'm teaching at DuCon. Uh, It's a program run by Runchal Du, who is the former director of the Kirov Academy of Ballet. Um, near Washington, D.C. in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, Philadelphia, The Rock, was super exciting for me. Um, I'm from the Philadelphia area. Even though I never trained at The Rock, I always looked up to the school. And then when I moved to Philadelphia, I constantly tried to get teaching work there and choreography work there, but I was never uh, brought in. But uh, now they have a, a brand new art, uh, president and director of the school, uh, Peter Stark, who I have so much respect for. And we met on the Youth America Grand Prix circuit and he brought me in for a week to teach contemporary for their summer program. So it was uh, a homecoming of sorts for me. And uh, to be back in Philadelphia was incredible. To get to work with the talented students at the school was great. To uh, watch Peter Stark in action and learn from him was fascinating. Um, And just to finally fulfill a a dream to teach there was just so fulfilling. Um, And then also here in Washington, D.C., getting to work with Ronchal Du, who, as I mentioned, is the former director of the Kirov Academy of Ballet. Even though that school has officially closed, um, he's still a part of the legacy of that school. And to think that I can be involved as an educator beside 
the former director of that school is just such an honor. So um, it's been very, very exciting being a part of these programs. Um, and then beyond that, I have also very much enjoyed uh, returning to Bayou City Ballet uh, in Houston to create a 10 minute work for their school's fall show and to create several solos for competition. And then I also finally got to work with Emerald Ballet Theater in Bellevue, Washington, where I was supposed to teach, uh, in the summer of 2020, I never made it out. And, uh, Erin McEachern, she, uh, was responsible for connecting with me and she scheduled virtual masterclasses and private lessons. Um, and they were some of the first masterclasses and private lessons uh, that I, I had done virtually, um, during the pandemic. And after two years, I finally was able to make it out to work with the students in person. So it was just so special to get to work together in real life versus through a computer screen. Um, several students who I'd been working with for several years, but not actually met in person. So that has been great. This travel has been really, really good for me. Um, additionally, I really enjoyed getting to visit uh, or getting to to run uh, an adult summer program for Movement Headquarters this summer. I did that in June. It was our first ever. It was for adult beginner students, and we spent entire week together taking regular ballet technique classes, learning classical variations, and then also uh, exploring contemporary technique and learning some Movement Headquarters repertoire. So that went so well. I was so happy with it, and I'm planning on continuing to do that into the future. Other than that, it's been a busy summer. I've been, during my weeks back in, in New York City, I've been teaching at Ballet School Stanford, where I teach regularly, and then also in Greenwich, Connecticut, where I'm working with a couple of students on Youth America Grand Prix solos. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it's been an insanely busy summer. Um, in fact, like, I can't even think straight at times. But I'm super happy to finally be back on track with my usual work after two years without much travel. Um, the pandemic, <clears throat> I honestly just recognized in the past couple of months how much the pandemic has affected my work as a, a member of the performing arts community. Um, and financially, I, I realized how much of a blow I've taken with work. Um, emotionally, I realized how much I've had to hold back what I'm feeling because I can't, couldn't work in the way that I was used to. Um, and then just, yeah, seeing that I can travel again, it's been, it's been so nice to get to start to feel like things are going back to normal. I honestly didn't realize how much I was affected by the pandemic. Um, I mean, I knew things were happening, but I didn't know how much until now. Um, so yeah, it's been a mind blowing and emotionally and physically exhausting summer. So I'm looking forward to my first trip to Europe, the first week of September to visit Porto and Lisbon in Portugal. It's going to be a very, very necessary vacation. Um, it's great to be working in the way that I have been again, and it's been a good distraction for me um, from what's been happening in my life at the moment. So with that said, <clears throat> on to today's topic, which I'm going to do my best <laughs> to not lose myself in this episode. Um... So there might be pauses and deep breaths, but here we go. Um, if you've been listening to my episodes in 2022, a recurring theme for me has been that I've been really burnt out, um, like entirely crippling, wholly overwhelming burnout. One major part of my burnout was my inability to focus. I <clears throat> have never in my life experienced something like this before. Essentially, planning for the future became practically impossible 
performing normal work activities became tedious. And to be honest, I, ne- I now realize that I was in a deep, deep depression. I definitely overworked myself last year and in 2020 since the end of the pandemic shut down. And in the process of trying to build movement headquarters into something sustainable uh, and to really like try to get attention, because the more attention you get, the more support you get from not only individual donors, but also a lot of granting organizations. They won't give you any assistance until you have some type of uh, some type of. Uh, view like people can see you like you're in in the dance world i don't know why those words aren't coming out it's been a while since i've podcasted um gotta get back in the flow but yeah i kept putting on shows to keep uh the company in the public eye applying in vain for grants and fellowships that we were very unlikely to get to try to build a foundation of support and much more i stopped seeking work that pays me to survive and i didn't even realize it because i was so focused on putting on shows and trying to uh, really make Movement Headquarters something. Um, And then when the Omicron surge hit in December in New York City, I had no choice but to take on the debt of our losses personally. Um, We lost about $6,000 in our Nutcracker shows um, and also took out a loan to put on those shows so we couldn't pay that back. Um, So now those are all personal debts for for me. Uh, So when the dust settled on 2021 and I had little space as I entered 2022, I was financially broke and I was emotionally broken down. I thought I just needed some time to relax and resolve my finances and that once I had figured that all out, it would get me back on track. But no matter what I did, I couldn't bring myself to do many of the tasks that would help me continue to push forward in my career and with my company. Um, And it's it's funny because I, I say that <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do tasks. Um, like I was still working a lot, but I really would only do the work that I had to do. And then when I went home to try to do planning, to try to do like sustainability uh, work, to try to like build the foundation for movement headquarters, like I couldn't do it. And then when I say I couldn't do it, like I would do it. I would sit there and I would spend like hours just staring at a screen. I would write five sentences in a grant application and it would take me seven hours, like seven hours to finally finish like a grant that should have taken two. Um, But yeah, so I, uh, I was really confused because time wasn't healing my issues. Um, I kept on giving excuses and to myself, not, not to other people, but to myself as to why it wasn't getting better. Um, I was super anxious, I was depressed and I was stressed and I wasn't getting much relief. Um, so, all right. If you've been following my social media, you already know what's coming. Um, everything I knew came crashing down the last week of May. Uh, This is the week of my sixth wedding anniversary uh, when my husband sat me down and told me that he wanted a divorce. I guess we should have seen this coming, but we were both in denial for reasons unknown to us at the time. He told me that he had come to the realization that I was no longer in love with him. uh, He was correct and that I was making myself miserable and didn't have the chutzpah to end things. So he did it instead. I've gotten some flack for uh, mentioning that I was no longer in love with him. But the reason that I I actually shared that when I I made the post about us back in me on my social media was because I felt responsible to let people know that it was me. Um, It was my fault. I felt guilty. Um... And while some people think that that was something that was personal that shouldn't have been shared, um, I shared it because it, it was what I needed to share to, to express my truth. Um, there's, there'll be more about that 
later on. But um, so he he asked, uh, he didn't ask, he told me he was separating from me. Um, and one of the most fascinating things <laughs> for me personally was in the days to come, the fog quickly began to disappear um, in like I hadn't been able to focus for months at this point and I, I didn't understand why. And I was trying to relax, trying to take time for myself, trying to socialize and take time with my friends and nothing was working. Um, so when the fog quickly began to disappear, I recognized that, um, what I had been dealing with in the months prior was the fact that I was handling personal emotions related to an inevitable end of my 16 year relationship. Um, yes, I was burnt out, but more so I was emotionally burnt out as a person, um, as well as with work, but more so as a person. Um, and this completely stole all of my focus. It stole all of my focus so much that I couldn't think straight enough to worry about my career, my company, my finances or anything else. I was paralyzed. I was crippled and I was, I was forced for the first time, <clears throat> not going to do it, <laughs> but I was first, forced for the first time in my adult life to focus on Barry Carolos, the person, and not Barry Carolos, the artist. And what a lesson this has been. Deep breaths. <laughs> so, my entire adult life, I've been lucky to be with one person whom I trusted, who was loyal, supported me as a person and in my career. How lucky have I been? <laughs> this was an incredible luxury that allowed me to wholly focus on my work as a dancer and eventually everything else that I've done in my career. I never had the distraction of love affairs, relationship drama and breakups, uh, somebody asking me to step away from my, my art or yearning for a relationship. Not only that, we had set up a relationship where my partner supported me in all of my endeavors from the stage to touring for months on end to moving his life to different cities three times for my work. I was set at age 22 and that allowed me to do all the things necessary to just focus on Barry, the artist. How lucky was I? To be honest, I thought there were times during the 16-year period that I was truly focusing on myself as a person, but somehow all of those things were somehow still intertwined within my career. And I'm only just noticing this. I'm, I, if I was injured and in constant pain, I took time off to heal to continue dancing. Uh, if I was burnt out from overwork and had no personal life, I was taking time off to find inspiration and reconnect. Um, if I was moving because I don't want to live in, didn't want to live in a, a certain city anymore, the reality was I didn't want to be there because I was unfulfilled with work opportunities or the progress I was making within an organization. Everything had been about my work in the arts, but as my marriage crumbled, I had to sit with me, myself, and I. Somehow, I had neglected, sorry, somebody I had neglected for so long that I didn't even understand how I had come to where I was, how to resolve it, if it was fixable, or if I wanted to fix it. I had neglected myself. I had to work on myself and try to understand why what wasn't working with my personality and the difficult choices I've made over the years. I had to assess what makes me happy. I had to ask for the things that I needed from my partner and so much more. If you know anything about me, I love a bathtub and I love to just like take a bath as often as possible. I've taken so many baths since the beginning of the year. Uh, time in the bathtub went from helping my muscles recover to offering a safe space for me to think, to ponder, to cry and everything in between. 
Now that I've had the whole summer to reflect and assess on all uh, assess all of the things that have transpired, I look back with great insight, though I still don't feel like it's complete insight. Um, and I see how becoming full, fully and wholly absorbed in my work as an artist where opportunity trumped everything affected my relationship negatively. And I can't even say relationships. I can say friendships, family, and everything in between. Um, and I'm working to resolve those things. Um, the pandemic has put, put a lot of that in perspective. And I feel like having that time really like, gave me a chance to reset. But this past, the past nine months, even more so. Um, but yeah, so I am working to resolve those things. For instance, when I started freelancing, my husband, a term, uh, an acquaintance introduced to me that I really, really like because it's more positive than X. Um, my husband never complained about the fact that I was working, performing, teaching, choreographing away from home for weeks and months at a time. Instead, he threw himself into building his business to fill the void of my presence. His way of coping helped him build an impressive organizing company in New York. But both of us throwing ourselves into our work meant that we didn't prioritize spending time together in clear, focused, distinct ways outside of vacations and weekly date nights. I, I didn't recognize this until after the pandemic shutdown, where we finally spent a great amount of time together and devoted our attention to one another. Um, I, I, I didn't recognize it until it was abruptly torn away when things started to open up again. While I worked very hard to build Movement Headquarters for artistic success and to fill that void after the shutdown, I also noticed how our relationship was being affected by our work and began to take steps to open more time in my schedule for love and socialization outside of my relationship and to care for old friendships and to build new ones. When I didn't receive the same response from my husband, it affected me greatly. And while I at, time, at the time was angry and hurt, I now recognize that this was really just a symptom of my own doing, uh, where I had allowed my work as an artist and educator to run my life. And in fact, I was the one who was not taking care of myself as an individual, which meant that I was not feeding the bonds I had with certain people whom I cared about most. One of the most important things for me to recognize throughout this entire process was that having the comfort and stability of a supportive husband for 16 years, um, well, I mean, husband, boyfriend before that, um, who refused to ask me to miss an opportunity because he needed my presence was one of the best things and worst things I could have ever had. In any balanced relationship, there's push and pull. You want support, but you also want to be challenged to become a better person. I had all of the support in the world that somebody could ask from their partner. And one of the main reasons I couldn't bring myself to pull away from this person when I was no longer fulfilled was because I was afraid to lose that undying support. I always had understanding, acceptance, and love, even if I was more available for my career in art than I was for him. Ugh. <laughs> It's a very, very painful sentence to, to state. And I think it's very common for artists that you often want somebody that's going to support you um, in your life's passion. But that is a reality. <laughs> that should be shared, I think, for anybody who uh, really is passionate about their work. It doesn't matter if it's in the arts or if it's something else, but... Uh, I truly have been more available for my career and my my art than I have for anybody, um, and it's it's been <laughs> it's it's been a, a big big life lesson for me. Um, I don't want to get too off track, but uh, 
yes, give as much as you can, but don't give all of yourself. Um, but yeah, instead of, instead of complaining, uh, he kept on opening up. Instead of complaining about me giving everything to my art, he kept on opening up more and more space for me to share my work as an artist, no matter how far away it took me for however long was necessary. This isn't a typical life experience for most people, but this is my reality as an artist in my place in the dance world. And because my profession is a major part of my life, it is my reality as a person. Um, but when I was no longer happy, the artist in me wouldn't let, wouldn't allow me to make the hard decision for the person, me. Um, I mean, obviously there were other reasons that I couldn't step out of this part of my life that was so important to me, but also was causing me pain and unhappiness. Um, there are obviously bigger other reasons, but this was the biggest reason. So yeah, I've spent a majority of the summer assessing everything in my life while also re-entering to a degree this travel career style. Um, it's been a great distraction to step away from this the city that my husband and I strive to move to for more than half of our relationship uh, for most of the summer. But I have also been hyper aware of the reality that I'm stepping back into risky territory. I love traveling and meeting new communities, and I, I also have received great gratification building my own company, but I am now acutely aware of the length of time I am away from my home, uh, the disconnect and gradual, uh, the disconnect that gradually happens with my closest friends, peers, and colleagues when I'm constantly on the road uh, working, and the need for consistent downtime where I am not only traveling and working, but in a physical and mental space where I can relax and not worry about finding work to pay bills, balancing a budget to try and put on the next show, or reaching out to people and organizing for a, more opportunities. Um, like for instance, I'm in a hotel room, which is, it's nice to have like that space. If I'm staying with the host family, I'm constantly on, or like for instance, in, in Washington, um, the, it was a half hour walk uh, to the studios from the hotel I was staying at. And I could have been driven by a parent, but I really value my mornings. Um, and I, I would rather have my own time for myself to walk, even if it's a half hour walk. Um, and it was a beautiful walk than to have to like turn on. Um, I, I need to have time to not be on talking about my career, talking about people's futures, talking about technique and the arts and everything like that. So yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to balance these things moving forward. But awareness, as I always say, awareness is the first step and I'm moving forward consciously while acknowledging that there's still a very human part of me that requires connection, laughter, joy, love, relaxation, friends, and space. They have nothing to do with what I have to offer as an artist and everything to do with who I am as a being within several different communities outside of the dance world. So as I pick up the pieces of my somewhat shattered and very scattered life, I look forward with hope and great awareness of the things that have helped me arrive to the place that I currently am. I feel more whole as a human than I have ever before. And as I see my art picking up in ways that are familiar, my eyes are open and my mind is acutely aware of the potential pitfalls ahead of me. I now seek more downtime to spend with people that I care about and seek periods of time where I'm not traveling seeking opportunities, writing or producing media like these podcasts, which is why I've been away for a couple months and much more. 
Um, and in full transparency, I already have a boyfriend who I've been with for nearly six months now. This happened before separating from my husband and was approved by him with no foul play behind anybody's back. Um, that might be a conversation for another episode and I, I don't really care if people have qualms or issues with my personal life because it is my personal life and I feel that it is a privilege that I'm comfortable enough to share that with people. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I'm currently living between two households, uh, one in Jackson Heights in Queens and one in the Upper West Side with my friend, my very, very close friends. Um, though I don't even understand what that feels like because I've been away for nine weeks this summer and only started moving my stuff out of my apartment um, with my husband uh, back in June. Um, I've also decided to take on more regular teaching in the coming year uh, to rebuild my finances um, and to work on movement headquarters more seasonally than the year, the past couple of years to ensure that I don't end up in a financial hole. Um, I don't know if my regular listeners remember, but I did an episode, uh, it's I think episode 103 to be exact, about giving everything for your art. And at the end of that episode, I came to the conclusion that this was probably not a good idea and uh, that it was very important to feed the person who is an artist just as much as the artist. Well, here I am <laughs> somehow coming to the realization that I didn't take my own advice. Um, maybe I wasn't even in a place that I could understand what that even meant. And now I'm paying the consequences. So I'm back at square one again, uh, working on myself as a person um, so that I can be the person that is the artist that can share my art and teach and give to the, the next generations. Um, so that's where I am. And I'm not ashamed to say that that's where I am, but it, it is where I am. Um, so yeah, if you've been wondering where, I, where I've been all summer, I hope this answers your questions. I know many people have thought that maybe I've decided to stop podcasting. And to be completely honest, I don't know the future of Pod the Chat. Um, I would like to continue making episodes. Uh, my previous episodes will always be up online. But after making nearly 200 episodes of, of, of this, this podcast, writing nearly 200 blogs on life of a freelance dancer, and writing more than three dozen articles for dance media publications in the past decade, I might just be slowing down a bit. Um, I hope to continue, but it will probably be with less frequency. My goal right now is once a month, so that's 12 episodes a year. Um, but uh, I, I can't even promise that at this point. Who knows? Maybe it'll be back to bi-weekly at some point. But I, I just need to be Barry and not the person that's constantly giving and giving and giving to the art form, but not allowing myself to have a, a fulfilling life as a human being. I mean, I'm so fulfilled as an artist. I feel like I have had such a diverse and fulfilling career and I, I expect that I will continue to, but um, I'm now starting to see the things, like when I step away and I focus on love um, and I, or I step away and I watch mindless television for an entire weekend and uh, you know, I go out and I have coffee with friends and I don't need something from them. I'm not asking if they, I can hire them to perform in a show. I'm not asking them to make a donation to my company. I'm not, uh, setting up an interview for a magazine or anything like that. Um, so with all that said, uh, as always, I want to thank all of my dedicated listeners and welcome those new ones who just found me. Um, I thank you all for your support and understanding. Um, 
I love it when you come up to me in person or message me and say that uh, something I've shared you've connected with or it's helped you. Um, that is the reason that I, I continue to do what I do and will continue to try to do what I do. Um, I am trying, I'm trying as much as possible in this time to find that balance between artists and person. If I can make it 50, 50, that would be my ideal. Sometimes like everything, there's an ebb and a flow. Maybe sometimes I'll give 75% to one and 25% to other. But I think the days of me being 100%, uh, fully, fully focused on the artist part of me is I hope that they are gone. And I hope that I can find more balance of enjoying my life um, without that constant like drone of like, if you're not working, you're not moving forward. If you're not creating, then nobody is going to want to support your work. If you're not teaching, then people are going to forget about you. If you podcast, people are going to forget that you exist. Um, that idea that you're only as valuable as the last thing that you did, it, it's not working. Um, and it's affecting my life in ways that, um, in, in very, very clear ways that I, I can now see. And often you don't notice those things until you are able to look back and see how they affected things. So um, I hope that you've <laughs> appreciated this episode. I hope that it, it uh, gives you some insight as to why I've been gone. Um, I hope that it maybe helps you in, in your life in some tiny, tiny way. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know when my next episode will be. I hope it will be soon, um, but for the time being, I'm going to go teach some contemporary classes to some really talented kids at Ducon here in Washington, D.C., and then I have a week at home, and I'm going to do some work, and I'm actually going to just relax and spend some time with my with my boyfriend, and then the two of us are heading to Portugal for my first European vacation, so um, yeah, I'm still here, still kicking, I'm still working, but I'm also... Uh, I'm working on me, the person, and I'm sure 10 years from now, I'll probably think I'm naive now. Um, looking at that episode back that I did a couple of years ago uh, that I mentioned, I was naive then, probably naive now, and I'll know even more then. So um, I hope to continue to share my, my artistic journey and my life path with you all. So with that said... I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorliss.com. Actually, that is no longer up. I will need, I'm working on getting that one up. Let's go to Movement Headquarters. It's www.movementhqballet.org. Um, there is a contact page on there. You can reach out to me um, or you can go to info at movementhqballet.org uh, and email me there. Uh, you can also reach out if, if you'd like to become a sponsor for my podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, please check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolus. You can also check out Movement Headquarters on Instagram at movement underscore headquarters. I'm also on Twitter at Bariscos. 
Also be sure to uh, check out my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, uh, where I wrote for five years about working as a freelance touring artist and independent contractor. I also have Dancing Off Stage, which is a blog about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have two YouTube channels where you can check out my choreography. You can either go to B Corollas or you can go to Movement Headquarters. Thanks for listening in to Pata Chats. I hope you return next time that I podcast to talk dance with me and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.